0: WXTX FM Pittsburgh. Let's play the blame game, Pittsburgh. Let's go over the villains of Sunday's tie at Cleveland. Because here in Pittsburgh, we love to place blame. And it's amazing who the villains are and are not after Sunday's tied Cleveland. James Conner's fumble turned the game around. It gave the game to Cleveland. But he's a good story and had a good game, and he's a good guy, and he's not Le'Veon Bell. That is James Conner's biggest quality in the eyes of Pittsburgh right now. He's not Le'Veon Bell. So, Connor gets zero blame. Chris Boswell missed a game-winning field goal, 42 yards. It was makeable, but difficult because of the weather conditions. But apparently Boswell's got cachet from all those late-game heroics last year. So Boswell gets zero blame. So here are your top three scapegoats from the lost, excuse me, tie at Cleveland. Number three. The refs. That's right in a game where the Steelers committed 12 penalties and 6 turnovers. It was the refs' fault for missing one call. The punt that hit the helmet, but they didn't see it. So the bronze kept possession. It's the refs' fault. Even though the refs missed another call that helped the Steelers get a touchdown. The roughing the passer penalty on Cleveland's Miles Garrett. Scapegoat number two. Le'Veon Bell. That's right. Le'Veon Bell wasn't there, and his replacement did pretty good. But yet, Le'Veon Bell is a villain. I hope he stays the way forever! And the number one scapegoat of Sunday's loss, excuse me, Ty, is Ben Roethlisberger, also known as Your Boy Ben, meaning my boy Ben. And Ben did play bad five turnovers speak for themselves but the reality is you just can't wait to blame Ben you just love to blame Ben blaming Ben gives you action in the pants as Fez might say wear boots and you gotta believe me the refs lost the game and i'll tell you no lies yeah Barrys wear boots brought you by 84 lumber helping you build the right way since 1956 uh, a, a little bit ago i asked what uh, it's called when a society mandates people to all think the same way jeff says it's a dictatorship or something like that Godzilla says it's communism. And yeah, uh, it's something like those two things, which we used to speak out against with every fiber of our being for many, many years, but now everybody wants a dictatorship as long as it entails what they believe in. 412-333-9939. If you're going to ask me if I think that Louis C.K. and Roseanne Barr should have lost their entire careers because of one moment? No, I don't think they should have. I guess I can't go on Fallon now. But you know what? I would much rather align with Norm MacDonald than with Jimmy Fallon. Much rather. Oh, let's go to the poll I just posted. If I can find it. where is it? I can't find it. Oh, wait, here's some breaking news. Oh, this is from a outfit that seems kind of disreputable. It's at some website called 12up.com. I don't know if I'm buying into this, but it's talk radio and it's long three hours. But this story says... Oh, this is Maurice Jones-Drew talking. Oh, it comes from the trip. That was this morning. How come I didn't see this? Uh, Jones-Drew says that Bell told him a plan about when he was going to return, but when the players blasted him, the Steelers players, like DeCastro, Ponce, and Foster, about him not being there Wednesday, last Wednesday, Jones-Drew said Bell was livid about his teammates so openly talking about his plan to protect his value long-term, and it may have pushed his planned comeback date back. Well, as you know, I hope he never comes back. Actually, I think that's Maurice Jones-Drew talking out his ass. I don't believe he talked to Le'Veon Bell. Why would Le'Veon Bell talk to that has-been of a fire hydrant? James Conner also said he talked to Le'Veon Bell after the game Sunday, but would not divulge what was said. I bet Bell bribed Connor to have a good game but fumble the win away. So Bell would look too bad in his absence. Okay, here's my poll for today. You can vote on Twitter. Who would you rather have a tight end wide receiver and running back? Uh, Kelsey, Hill, and Hunt. That's the Kansas City trio. Or James Brown and Connor. Now, when you read it, it says James Brown. The instinct is to vote for James Brown. The instinct is to take him to the bridge. The instinct is to shake shake your money, maker. Shake your money, maker. Shake your money, maker. Shake your money, maker. But the Steelers don't have the offense that they're cracked up to have. Certainly not without Le'Veon Bell. And not without Vance McDonald either. And while Roethlisberger over Mahomes is a big edge for the Steelers on Sunday, it didn't play out that way this past Sunday. You can vote at Mark Mad next. I haven't taken a call yet today. I've got them just didn't take them because I've been too busy babbling. But now the time is to welcome you into my bosom like a long-lost lover. So if you'd like to call... Dial four one two three 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 wxdx into my bosom like a long lost lover. Although I would not do that, as we all know, I love only myself. If I could, I'd run across the beach into my own arms. Uh, the Steelers need to win two of the next three, at least. Can't take a hole. Kansas City is a tough opponent. Kansas City will score. I'm going to say. Okay, Cleveland scored 21, and they stink. Got a few short fields, though. I'm going to say Kansas City scores at least 24 points. So the Steelers' offense has its work cut out, and so does the defense, obviously, with Tyree Kill, the fastest receiver in football. Kareem Hunt's a handful. Kelsey might be the best tight end in football after Gronk. Mahomes was very good in that win at L.A., But you know what the big factor is? We can sit here and talk about you got to do this to stop Tyree Kill. You got to do that to contain Travis Kelsey. You got to take advantage of Mahomes' inexperience. Connor got to have another good game. Ben obviously has to play a much better game. But let's break it down to basics. The big factor is the Steelers got to pull their heads out of their ass. And if they play like they did against Cleveland, Kansas City will win easy by double digits. CBSSports.com said that the Chiefs are going to rot the Steelers. The Sporting News predicts the Chiefs will win 33-23. You need focus and discipline. And the Steelers only have that sporadically. More often than not, by a slim margin, I will say that. But focus and discipline shouldn't be a crapshoot. And the Steelers also need some locker room leadership. That's usually overrated. But when the coach doesn't really ask for accountability, the locker room needs to. As in telling Artie Burns the wise to frig up. For one example. Well, I'm told that uh, Bell and Maurice Jones-Drew share the same agent, Asidi Bakari. I said before, I don't know why Bell would be talking to a fire hydrant has-been like Maurice Jones-Drew, and now I ask the question, why does Maurice Jones-Drew need an agent? He don't play no more. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. i got to be honest, I'll I'll make... You know, we forgot to have a football expert on to make picks on Friday. We just plumb forgot. That's the amount of care we put into the show. Wait a minute, football picks? Did we forget that? I didn't even make picks. What was my ridiculous uh, nom to picks a few years ago? El Mahico. Boy, was that bad. That That made Mr. Friday Afternoon sound like Jimmy the Greek dipped in Brent Musburger. And I did predict the Steelers would beat Cleveland, but they tied, so I – well, I was wrong. But uh, if you made me pick right now, I'd pick Kansas City to win this game. Kansas City looked too good, and the Steelers looked too bad. And some grains would have to be gone against for the Steelers to beat Kansas City. And I know, yeah, the loss at – the tie, pardon me – at Cleveland, it's only one game – But what a bad effing game. And Kansas City, I watched that game last night on the DVR. They made mince me to L.A. They won by, what, 10, but it wasn't as close as the score. Unreal. So if you made me pick right now, I would pick the Chiefs over the Steelers. And honestly, I don't know what could, yeah, 10 points, 38-28. I don't know what could happen between now and Sunday to make me reverse fields on that pick unless Maurice Jones-Drew comes up with some inside information. I could see Bell doing that. Though. I don't believe Maurice Jones-Drew. And really, if he isn't he betraying Bell's confidence by saying that on the NFL network? But I could see Bell saying, those guys don't want me, I'm not showing up. Then I can also see his agent saying, we got a plan and stick to it. And I, I don't think his plan was ever to show up for week two. I think the earliest that Bell was ever going to show up was week nine. That way they can't screw him by putting him on the exempt list for two weeks and not letting the service time accrue to burn off the year. That said, I don't think they would put him on the exempt list anyway if he showed up uh, for the 11th game because if they did, what kind of effort are they going to get from him the rest of the year? And then do you really want him back next season? Because I don't. Not after this. Bell ruined the season. Put the season in turmoil before it even started. And honestly, Steelers management should have seen that coming, should have seen that possibility anyway, and reacted accordingly. Done something besides what they did. 1059 X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Hello, is this Mark Madden? Mark, this is the fake Norm McDonald. How the hell are ya? What's going on now sucks, but that sucked too, and it was boring. DX at one oh five nine. How come the fake Norm McDonald never calls anymore? Hebrew Hammer never calls anymore Stand the man gable never call anymore that's okay the show's all about me me period if I could pick one of the three to call it would be the Fate Norm McDonald um Pirates won at St Louis yay bucks win yay they're now 72 and 73 and boy if they could finish 500 an a stirring achievement that would be for the Pirates, he said, extremely sarcastically, as they head for their lowest attendance, I think, in the history of PNC Park. Jameson Tyon got his 13th win. Wins do not matter for a starter unless it's a guy you want to say is pitching well. So how about that Tyon with 13 wins? A uh, Felipe Vazquez or Rivero, whatever his name is, with the sister as an agent. Yeah, that'll end good. He got a 6 out save. And uh I think Rivero got the first three outs. I think Vasquez got the got the last three outs. So there you have it. Bucks win. Uh Vance McDonald practice today. That guy needs to have that very important ability, which is availability and right quick, too. They need him. And uh somebody finally got it right. Regarding uh the the Uh, Tonight Show kicking Norm MacDonald off. He was supposed to appear. But he said that he didn't think... He said in an interview that he didn't think Roseanne Barr and Louis C.K. should have lost their careers due to one moment. And so uh, NBC kicked him off the Tonight Show. I asked earlier what it's called when you have... Everybody has to think the same way. Because it appears... Everyone has to think that if you make one mistake, you should lose your career. It appears that his required thinking in this country is witnessed by Norm Macdonald being kicked off NBC, kicked off The Tonight Show. And after a few people coming close saying it was a dictatorship or communism, a couple people finally got it right. It's called fascism. That is actual fascism. Making people think the same way defines fascism. Fascism. Now, I know most of you think no, that's just good old fashioned liberal thinking and the way everyone should think, which is to say, yeah, like you said, fascism. Four one two three 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 ninety nine thirty nine is the number to call. And I think something's liberal, I think something's conservative, which means I think. As opposed to most of you sheep, most of you just pathetic idiots. Um you are allowed to change your mind. I've already gotten a bunch of stick on Twitter because I just said a few moments ago, if I had to pick right now, I'd pick the Steelers to lose to Kansas City on Sunday. And I got bunch a tweet saying, just yesterday, you said the Steelers would win. Just this morning on DVE, you said the Steelers would win. Yeah, like I said, if I had to pick right now, I'd pick Kansas City. This morning on DVE, that particular right now, I picked Kansas City. Excuse me. This, I don't even know. Who cares? Why, do you, why does it matter? Why do you all keep track of, of inconsistencies of what I say and try to stick it up my backside? Although, once I get rid of the parasite, that's not necessarily an unappealing proposition. For you, I mean. Riders on the storm. Riders on the storm. Why am I singing Riders on the Storm? Like I said, Vance McDonald. Into this house we're born. Is that how it goes? Into this world we're thrown. Vance McDonald had his first full practice today. Roethlisberger, Hayden, DeCastro, Alu-Alu, and Hayward. Hayward? Did not practice. I remember this time back in 2004. You said something, and now today you said something different. You're wishy-washy. You're a flip-flopper. You're a hypocrite. Wait a minute. I just thought back in 1998, you said something different from that. Still, how can we believe a word you say? Is the contempt I have for the audience and the job showing through it all? Because if it does, I, I apologize. I don't. I don't mean for that to happen. If I had to predict right now, what time is it? I'd predict Kansas City to win. Uh, Okay, who's going to cover Tyree Kill? Who's going to cover Travis Kelsey? I think they'll do a good enough job containing Kareem Hunt and the running game. And if they do that, it gives them a chance. And Tyree Kill is not a polished football player. He's mostly just really fast. So he might stop himself. He has done before. It's not like he's an all-pro. It's not like he's won the MVP. But if I had to pick right now based on the performances, I mean, okay, come on. If you saw the Kansas City-LA game and you saw the Steelers-Cleveland game, how could you not pick Kansas City? Yeah, I know the game's at Pittsburgh, but uh, I don't know. I just have a really bad feeling about the Steelers' season right now. They played so bad at Cleveland. We talked about that yesterday. They played so bad, it almost defies description how bad they played. Kansas City won at L.A. against the Chargers team that's predicted by some to be the most serious challenge to New England for the AFC's berth in the Super Bowl. How could you logically just pick Pittsburgh right now? Because it's what you do. You live in Pittsburgh. Ah, Steelers gonna win. Gonna win. Ain't going to lose twice in a row. They tied. Sure ain't going to tie twice in a row. Steelers going to win. Am I doing a Brooklyn accent or a Pittsburgh accent or some new accent? Maybe it's Frankfurt. Maybe it's Hamburg. Inglorious bastards. Piz de paloo. We all talk that way there. Then he holds up the three fingers the wrong way. Next thing you know, everybody's dead. You know why? Because you're fighting in a basement. 105.90X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Are you speaking from the inside of an electric razor? Yeah. Luke, I am your father. The X at 1059. There's an article in the NFL preview edition of Sports Illustrated, which, by the way, I've always thought is the single best NFL preview edition of any magazine. It has one page on each team. But each page is so concise and so complete and so accessible, it's something I referred to for the entire football season. But a college player uh, wrote an article why he chose to stay in college as opposed to going to the NFL, where I guess he would have been a high draft pick. I didn't read the article. I forget who the player is. And I hope every tendon in one of his knees snaps like a 10-year-old rubber band uh, at some point during the college season. Not because I necessarily want to see him get hurt. Okay, I guess I do want to see him get hurt. But the reason is, if you want to stay in college and and bypass the pros, that's fine. You go ahead and do that. Everybody always tries to ennoble themselves. Like there's a higher goal. College diplomas, with very few exceptions, aren't worth the sheepskin they're written on. Those players get bilked and cheated Pennies on the dollar for services to college football, which is a multi-billion dollar industry. And like I say, if you want to do that, you go ahead and do that, but don't ennoble yourself. That's one thing that irritates me about the way sports are today. Heck, the way life is today, society. Everyone is always trying to ennoble themselves in everybody else's eyes. Just do what you want to do and shut the frig up and leave the rest of us out of it. So, Like I said, that kid, whatever his name is, I hope, th- I hope one of his knees gets the Rice crispy treatment. Snap, crackle, and pop. But at least he'll have his college degree. Oy. I got a poll up on Twitter. Who would you rather have a tight end wide receiver and running back? Kelsey Hill and Hunt or James Braun and Connor? Because the the Steelers, without left belt, just don't have the best offense in football anymore. You know what would have made it a more interesting poll? If you would have put Mahomes and Roethlisberger in there. Mahomes, I should say. And Ben in there. Makes it a closer vote. Right now, two-thirds of the people are voting for Kansas City. Uh, Dougie captures the spirit of the typical idiot, dumbass Yinzer when he tweets, I don't know how you will spin this, seeing as the Chiefs haven't won crap, but I know you won't disappoint me. Well, the Chiefs are 1-0 and after having won the opener at the L.A. Chargers. The Steelers are 0-0-1 after tying at Cleveland. Right now, Kansas City appears to be playing better because they beat a Super Bowl contender and the Steelers tied Cleveland. I wonder if there would be any way to do this show. Now, everybody hung up. I had four calls and I hung up. I wonder if there would be any way to do this show without having people listen to it and it would still be considered successful. Because I think that would be the best for all concerned. I wouldn't have to deal with anybody. Wouldn't have to read stupid tweets. Wouldn't have to take calls. But I'll try it right now. Some guy from Louisiana. Mark in Louisiana, you're on with Double M. What up, man? What up? Do you think the Steelers are basically on the brink of a major collapse based on how uh, Antonio Brown was acting the other day with Ed Bouchette? Well, that, that actually was a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, of course, he threatened another writer, Jesse Washington, from the undefeated. By the way, I saw a picture of Jesse Washington. Antonio Brown kicking his ass wouldn't be a sure thing. Jesse Washington is big and bad and lean and mean, and uh, he would know... That he was in a fight if Antonio Brown took a crack at his jaw as he threatened on Twitter. It'd be kind of like the Ryan Clark-Joe Bendel fight, which almost took place about four or five years ago. Ryan Clark would have won the fight, but he would not have emerged unscathed. Not by any means. Uh, but then get, to get your question, I do think the Steelers are rattled right now. That's the word I would use. I don't see it pointing necessarily to a major collapse, but... War, children, it's just a shot away, or maybe a loss to Kansas City away. I said it midweek last week. You may remember, Mark, when all the offensive linemen went went, uh, schizoid about Lev Bell not showing up, I said these guys are rattled. This team is rattled. It's chaos right off the bat, even before the first game. And I thought the way they played at Cleveland reflected them being rattled. How about you? I completely think the same way. Uh, I didn't catch the game. I listened to the fourth quarter and the overtime, and just the way they were playing, it was just—it was deplorable the way they were. Like they were up by two touchdowns, and they just basically blew it. That's why I see it as a loss too. It goes to show how stupid the football fans in this town are, and by stupid, I mean really stupid. Because you know, they 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 act like that loss. Well, it's a tie. But they act like it's just, oh, it's only the first game. Don't worry about it. Oh, don't panic. Let me tell you something. If there's ever been a game, a first game of a season, that warranted panic, it's tying at Cleveland after leading 21-7 in the fourth quarter. If you want to panic after one game, now's the time to do it. Let's go to Dave on the Parkway. Hey, Dave, you're on with Mark. Hey, Mark, uh, thank you for taking me into your bosom. Yeah. Um, real quick, uh, I know you, uh, mentioned the other day about, uh, Connor's fumble being the, uh, turning point. I, I agree with you, but should the, uh, blame fall squarely on, uh, Tomlin's shoulders? I mean, uh, you know, Miles blame, Garrett. Blame, was, for what? <laughs> for Connor fumbling? Well, Miles Garrett was getting beat, uh, beating Villanueva all day. Yeah, Miles Garrett's gonna beat a lot of left tackles all season long. Okay, Honestly, so the second to... time I saw the game, because I always watch twice because I'm dedicated, I thought the wave actually did okay against the guy who was an absolute juggernaut. And and I understand that, but if, if Tomlin would Tomlin made some adjustments during the game and maybe put a tight end over to help block, uh block Garrett, actually he he, he did he did Tomlin. that quite a bit. I know you're very eager to blame Tomlin, but if you're going to blame Tomlin, be accurate about why you do it. If you want to blame Tomlin, it's because of the lack of focus and discipline, which was well on display Sunday at Cleveland, what with the 12 penalties and the six turnovers. I'm not sure that Tomlin could run out there and help block Miles Garrett. And even if he had, I'm not sure it would help. And I don't think many people this year are going to block Miles Garrett. He came as advertised. Let's go to Kevin. Kevin and Cranberry. Kevin, you're on with Double M. That was good stuff. Let's go to Dave in the car. Dave, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Good, Dave. Uh, do you think Lev Bell will be any more or less inclined to make a return based on the Steelers if they uh, lose this weekend, or do you think he don't care regardless and he wants to get his? I don't know how many times I have to say the same thing. Dave, you disappoint me. You listen to the show on a regular basis. No, I usually don't go up this time. Oh, well, then hell with you. See you later. Lev Bell's already checked out. He's moved on. He's going to come in just long enough to eat up that year on the deal and get free. He'll punch the clock. He'll try to some degree. Maybe he'll dream up an injury and nurse that. But Lev Bell's already checked out. He's already moved on. Let's go to Jeff and Cranberry. Jeff, you're on Good with Double M. How are you? Hi, Jeff. Hey, you know, just since Mike Tomlin's been the coach of the team, even even when the team was looking stacked for the year, they always seem to come in a little bit unprepared. And now with the the players not really playing during the the preseason, do you, do you think? They're gonna. It's going to look like a, a recovery, but really, I mean, they're just going to be getting into motion again. Do you think well, people what's are going, going to look ready? like a recovery? Them beating Kansas City. If they beat Kansas uh, City, everything's okay. I wouldn't go further than okay, but it's okay. If they lose to Kansas City, and then you're playing Tampa and Baltimore, both of whom started the season, you know, well in week one, then who knows what could happen? I think given the disaster that was the tied Cleveland. I think Sunday's game against Kansas City takes on a lot of significance. I agree. I honestly don't think they're going to they're gonna win in Kansas City. I think it's going to take more than two games to get the team rolling again. But Well, it's at Pittsburgh. I think you said at Kansas City. Uh, I think they probably will lose to Kansas City, although I don't know what you mean by get the team rolling again. I think if they lose to Kansas City and some of the flaws don't correct themselves, then you need to start talking about this team being overrated. I agree. I think I think they came in unprepared, and the loss of Lev Bell kind of added to that. And we're going to end up, you know, we're going to end up winning games down the road. And, I and think they're a, a team games. that got rattled when Bell didn't show up, and they lack leadership from the coaching office, and they lack leadership in the locker room. So it's tough to recover from what would be for other teams a, a minor problem. And really, Lev Bell not being there is a minor problem. I mean, James Conner's done well so far. He may keep doing well. And you can't sell that problem like they did a week ago today when all the offensive linemen wet their pants. In fact, I heard the caster does not have a broken hand. He actually has diaper rash. (laughs) I think I agree with you, Bart. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Double D in Steubenville. Double D, you're on with Double M. Please hang up and try again. Well, you heard her. Please hang up and try again. Up next, we're going to talk to Bob McLaughlin. Sporting News says the Chiefs are going to win. CBS Sports says the Chiefs are going to win. I kind of think the Chiefs are going to win. I like that bit I did at the top of the hour about the three big villains from Sunday's loss at Cleveland. That was fun stuff. You love to blame Ben. You just love to. It is orgasmic when you can blame Ben. Lev Bell wasn't even there, and he's a villain. And the referees, even though they blew a call that directly helped the Steelers score a touchdown, the refs are getting the blame for botching that muffed punt uh, when it hit the guy's helmet. And Tomlin, boy, he wasn't afraid to use that as an excuse, was he? I don't know what they were thinking of New York. Really? Because I don't know what you're thinking at least half the time. Here's a Ross Tucker about the Levy and Bell situation, and this is what I've been saying. Ross Tucker says the history of running backs coming off back-to-back 400-touch seasons isn't good, and there is some logic in avoiding that workload again this season. Boom, right there. You know, I thought when I gave Lev Bell benefit of the doubt for not showing up, for not getting that 855 per game. When I backed him up on that saying it's his right, I thought, you know, I'm probably going to rethink this and say you'll never get that money back, and he will never get that money back. But that 400-touch thing, that's right on the money. That's a dangerous avenue to travel, and the more I think about it, I think Bell is doing the right thing avoiding it. I think he's absolutely doing the right thing avoiding it for money and for career longevity. Maybe he'll never get that money back from this year per se, but what if he plays a couple more years because of it? And those are good years, and he gets one more contract after the next one. That's far-fetched, but maybe he's trying to give himself that chance. Oh, Double D called back. Let's go to Double D one more time. Double big fan. What up? I don't know if it's been brought up on your show, but why are we in this age in 2018 to where the NFL has ties? Why did they not go to the college format? Well, I would go both- to the college format of, of breaking ties. I would rather exactly. have that for overtime. But you can't play indefinitely. I mean, you're talking about trying to make the game safer so you cannot play it indefinitely. Okay, how's it made safer? Okay, both teams get the ball. Okay, I'm going to say it really slow this time. You can't play indefinitely. Thank you for the call. I know you don't give a crap, and you would rather have them bash their brains out for your entertainment for 10 quarters if that's what it takes to break a tie just so you have a winner, but you can't play indefinitely. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Up next, we'll talk to Bob on 105.90X. US only. And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. Hi, Mark. Hi. I love your show. I just talked to David Lee Rock. He said, somebody get me a doctor. VX at 105.9. I'm joined now by Bob McLaughlin. Bob brought to you by 84 Lumber. Bob, uh, the Steelers are supposed to have the best offense in football. I don't think that quite goes without Le'Veon Bell in the lineup. And Kansas City's offensive unit is off to a red-hot start, so... Let me ask you to answer the poll I have posted on Twitter. Who would you rather have a tight end, wide receiver, and running back? Kelsey Hill and Hunt from Kansas City or James, Brian, and Connor from Pittsburgh?
1: That is a tough question, uh, but I have to go with Steelers just because I don't know.
0: That's absurd, but go ahead.
1: Well, I don't know too much. I'm familiar with the Steelers. I know what they have. In Connor, and I know what they have in Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown, obviously being the number Antonio one. Antonio
0: Brown's the best player of the six mentioned, no a- question.
1: Absolutely. Now, I mean, the one caveat there is that Steelers tight end. I mean, who are we talking about? A healthy Vance McDonald?
0: Well, no, no Jesse James because we know he can play on Sunday. But I would still take the Kansas City guys if you subbed in Vance McDonald.
1: If we're going with Jesse James, um, if.
0: Now, if you put the quarterbacks in the conversation, that's a different that's, story.
1: You know what? And that's what I keep coming back to, because who's going to be throwing them the ball? And plus, they're at home right now. Steelers are at home this weekend, so that's a whole other level okay, of Ben Ruffles. devil's right
0: advocate, here. but who played better last week?
1: Oh, you're right. Mahomes or Ben? Mahomes did, by but far. But you,
0: you, you're right. You would bet on Ben at three Three rivers. Three rivers at Heinz Field to be sure. Yeah, and that's
1: the argument I was having with, you know, with myself while you asked that question. I'm trying to think of who's going to be throwing the ball to AB, who's going to be throwing the ball. We've got one week of Patrick Mahomes, you know, in the NFL. So, although then again, we've got one week of James Conner uh as the, as the main guy in the NFL. So, uh tough question, um but I'll stick with the Steelers just because that's what I know most.
0: Now, right now, who would you pick to win Sunday's game if you had to pick right now?
1: Right now, I would go Kansas City. The reason why is because of DeCastro's hand being worse than it was. With Ben's elbow, I have no idea what's going on with Ben's elbow. Um, You don't have... Well, let's
0: let's jump back to DeCastro because uh, not that B.J. Finney's as good as DeCastro, but like I said, he is a ready and capable replacement. Yeah.
1: Mm, Still, though, after what... Kansas City was able to do last week of all the accolades that they're getting right now from people who really know the NFL, who really break down film and watch these guys. I mean, they're the most fun offense in the league right now. They're the highest revving offense in the league right now. Any uh, of these titles, you know, they're, I mean, they've got weapons. You know, part of your first poll question there shows what they've got weapons at running back, wide receiver, and especially at tight end. So uh, it's not going to be easy for the Steelers. But if you're going to continue that conversation, you have to bring in the trouble that the Kansas City Chiefs defense is going to have.
0: Yeah, but probably no more trouble than the Pittsburgh defense.
1: Don't you think Pittsburgh's defense looked better than you thought last week?
0: No. I really? Mean, you
1: didn't I, think their secondary well, was better? I mean, than-
0: I'm also considering who they're playing against. And I'm considering that they blew a 21-7 lead, although certainly there was a short field given uh, because of Connor's fumble on the uh, on the second touchdown for Cleveland, the one that made it 21 right. 21- 14 but uh,
1: you won't have the weather and you'll have home field
0: yeah i mean the weather was bad for cleveland too
1: well that's what makes it a great poll question and a good question i mean there's there's you know valid arguments on both sides you can <laughs> it's easy to pick either kansas one
0: kansas city comes into the game with with a lot of momentum pittsburgh comes in with no momentum whatsoever
1: but something to prove
0: yeah and i'm not a big believer momentum carries from week to week i'm also not a big believer in something to prove i just think you perform as your talent dictates, and as your discipline, preparation, and focus dictate. Now, you'd agree that the Steelers were very sloppy at Cleveland, obviously, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. As sloppy as the field was. Do
0: you think they learned a lesson from that?
1: Well, I would love to say they have, but proof has shown in the past that they haven't. I mean, I thought that they would have Sometimes they do,
0: and sometimes they don't,
1: right? Yeah. yeah. Again, we go back to Colin Coward yesterday and the roller coaster. Which Steelers team are we going to get on Sunday against the Chiefs? If you get the one where... You know, they're disciplined and they run the right routes and they hold on to the ball and they tackle the catch. And Bob,
0: right there is why you can't win a Super Bowl with with the group you got and the preparation that group's getting and and doing because if you're talking about which Steeler team's going to show up in the playoffs, the wrong one will sooner or later as it did last year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's hurt them how many years in a row now? I mean, you can say it's hurt them throughout this coaching tenure.
0: Do you think that the city's ever going to really be down on the coach?
1: No, because... I think
0: there's a vocal minority that's down on the coach, but I don't think agreed. it goes past that just yet.
1: Agreed. Because they still win in the regular season. 13-3. When did and we three. become
0: a regular season town?
1: I, I know, but it's part of the conversation. It's part of the conversation. You know, what, you, know what,
0: you know what it's part? You know why it's part of the conversation? Because there came a point in sports, not too many years ago, where everything became determined by numbers. Nothing counts by feel... We've eliminated clutch from the vocabulary. There are no big games anymore, just games. And that's why Tomlin isn't under more fire.
1: You are right. And I will say this season, the last few weeks, and even near the end of last season after the playoff game, I will say that the conversation though is turning. It's not as heavy that, you know, pro Tomlin or pro this coaching staff um, as it was in the past. I mean, people are looking for playoff results now. They're looking for playoff wins
0: Well, I was shocked. I mean, I I, I guess I knew it, but I didn't really know it. When Coward kept saying how they have three playoff wins in eight years, Bob, that's crap. And the circumstances. That's that's embarrassing. And let's not forget, um, Cincinnati gave them the one win. Exactly. And look at some of the games they've lost, like Jacksonville at home. Well, it's the same thing. I had
1: the same kind of eye-opening moment yesterday when I heard that, when he spelled it out as to the circumstances of those wins. I mean, yeah. Cincinnati had that game. It was their boneheaded play. Their lack of discipline, their mess of an organization over there. Well, let's not forget Joey Porter
0: one. ran out on the field, you know, uh, both confirming. Now, that's his,
1: great coaching.
0: Both confirming his status as a mascot. And uh, it should have lost the game for them. In, an, in, a, in a bizarre turnabout, <laughs> it won the game for
1: him. Part of the roller coaster.
0: Uh, Bob, one last thing. I'm going to talk about this with Dajon at the bottom of the next hour. Ben got hit a lot Sunday at Cleveland. Held on to the ball a long time. Todd Haley in his six years as the offensive coordinator, his primary goal was to get the ball out quick and protect Ben. Did Sunday make you feel like those days are over? And might that turn out to be Ben's undoing?
1: I don't think that they're over, Mark. I guess you could call it a relapse. Yeah, he held on to the ball too many times, too often, Uh, The offensive line, I thought, did a great job in the run blocking. They did okay in the pass blocking. But on some of those where those guys got to Ben, that was not the offensive line's fault. I mean, he just had the ball too often. Uh, I think Ben corrects that. I think part of it is because he was a little bit rusty, as we talked yesterday. I don't think it's the age. I think he was just gung-ho. He was fired up. He wanted to make things happen in the first game, especially against Cleveland. Uh, I think he learns from that and and that's
0: lack of respect for Cleveland, too. That's underestimating Cleveland. And that's probably being a little panicky when you're not as far ahead as you expect to be at a certain point in the game.
1: Absolutely. I agree with you on that one.
0: Bob, this just in. Not only did Gregory Polanco injure his leg on that horrible slide the other night, he needs surgery to repair an (sighs) acute shoulder dislocation also suffered on that slide. I'm not going to sit here and say that Gregory Polanco is unlucky. I'm going to tell you he's an idiot who at 27 years old and playing baseball his entire life and doing it for a living for how many years? Right. Doesn't know how to slide. Gregory Polanco has played baseball forever and still look at his base running. Look at the gaps in the outfield. He doesn't know how to play baseball. <laughs> Gregory Polanco never learned how to play baseball. He's an idiot savant. Emphasis on the idiot. That's Bob McGaughlin, brought you by eighty four lumber. I got my penguin season tickets the other day. I think I deserved a better method of delivery. That's thirty seconds away on one hundred five ninety X.